Eight minutes to nine and time for us to take our view from Australia, from Sydney, in fact. And we're joined uh, on the line by uh, Deanna Messina, uh, Deputy Chief Economist at AMP Australia. Uh, good morning, Deanne. Good morning, James. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, nice to have you on the show. Uh, we've seen markets all around the world uh, at highs, the Dow and the Nikkei breaking mm. 39,000. Uh, is the mood uh, in Australia of a similar nature? Has NVIDIA seemingly lifted things <laughs> there as well? Uh, well, the Australian share market does take some lead from what happens in the US, but we have a much lower tech sector in our own share market index. So we haven't had as much of a rally compared to the US. Our market's actually pretty much flat since the beginning of the year. We did have a very strong rally into the end of last year. But our share market's mainly driven by what happens in the materials and energy space. And we've seen some fluctuations in commodity prices over the past few weeks. Iron ore has been lower, nickel has been down. So that has weighed on our share market. And we have also had reporting season here for the six months up to February. So that normally uh, creates some volatility as well in our market. And uh, what's going on? What's the buzz this week? You've got uh, some wages data come out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, so just on reporting season, because I mentioned it uh, beforehand, it's actually been pretty good. Uh, Australian earnings were not expected to grow by as much as the US were for this uh, calendar year, but they've actually um, come out a bit better earnings uh, about 54 about 51 percent of companies have reported earnings up from a year ago uh, which is a bit of a boost compared to um, the last period of earnings and a lot of the results have also beaten expectations and companies are saying that um, they've been focusing on cost control really to get those earnings up um, this week there were some negative reports from bhp mm. that led to some weakness in bhp prices and also a lot of CEO moves. So the CEO of Woolworths stepped down and also the CEO of Virgin. Tell us about that uh, Woolworths uh, CEO saga, because this came out of his participation on a TV show. Uh, am I right? Yeah, so um, Brad Banducci uh, was the CEO of Woolworths and there's been some investigations into a price gouging by the supermarkets in Australia. So we have two main supermarkets that have about 80% uh, control of uh, supermarkets in Australia. So, I mean, there's question marks about competition and what's happened in the last few years with price rises for mm. food. And the government's uh, requested this investigation to price gouging and um, the CEO of Woolworths walked out of an interview on one of our main um, news channels and uh, as a result of being questioned about this price gouging, that only happened, I think, about eight eight days ago. So there's speculation that he stepped down uh, because of this interview now. I mean, I think that there's obviously more to it than that. Mm. Um, he has been the CEO for about nine years there. So, and you normally do tend to see turnover uh, at that five to a ten year mark in the in the in the CEO space, so I think it's difficult to really know what's exactly going on. There is a bit of a fine balance between uh, Australia's two market two supermarket chains, uh, Woolworths and Coles, though, isn't there? It is a two horse race. There's not much other competition out there. Not as much as in um, other countries. We do have Aldi, uh, IGA as well, but they own a much smaller share. So. I'll be interested to see if this inquiry into price gouging comes out with anything. But as we've seen around the world, prices for food has gone up in most developed countries, really probably apart 
from some of the uh, Southeast Asian countries and like in China where they have deflation. But I think it will be really difficult to make a case that companies or supermarkets in particular are price gouging because prices have gone up for goods from at every single stage of the supply chain. We skipped over other companies. We mentioned Woolworths earnings. What what other uh, earnings are out this week? Uh, well, it's the end of the week now, so we should uh, all the company, all the major companies should have reported. I think about. Um, I think we still have about another forty percent of earnings uh, that will come out next week. But really, this this week was the main one. So the the takeaway is that actually Australian earnings season was a little bit better than expected. Um, even across some of the consumer, more consumer-orientated stocks, there seems to be a bit more optimism, actually, that this year won't be as negative for them, uh, even though despite the fact that interest rates you know, are, are, are at a multi-year high, there is some, specula- some ex- expectation that better lower inflation readings this year and no further hikes, potentially cuts, later this year will, will help the consumer. Um, I think that that's maybe a bit too optimistic, but the market's certainly taken that in a positive way. I also forgot to mention the wages data uh, that came out this week, which you did mention before. That was for the December quarter um, and wages growth in Australia has reached about 4.2% in annual terms, which is a touch higher than expectations. But not in line with you know, outrageous wages growth that the RBA needs to be concerned about, uh, just more in line with the very tight labour market. Just very quickly, I see the story out that uh, Australia and the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, is expected to conclude a free trade agreement by the end of the year. Trade Minister Don Farrell saying, uh, while suggesting talks with uh, the European Union and India will remain on uh, hold until after the elections, uh, he seems quite up on this potential free trade agreement. What's the deal there, Diane? Uh, well, it looks to be a free trade agreement for critical minerals, which are an increasing share of Australia's exports. During the, the majority of exports from Australia are iron ore, coal, liquefied natural gas or LNG. So uh, expanding away into more critical minerals, which are really part of the energy transition around the world, I think will be very, very, very positive for Australia. Uh, but in terms of growth for the Australian economy, that free trade agreement would probably, um, we only do about 0.3% of our GDP worth of trade with the UAE. So it's not huge in terms of uh, a growth point of view, but it is obviously still important for that um, that that trade relationship. And I guess the signal as well that Australia is a place for, for, for critical mineral exports. Well, interesting stuff. We'll uh, follow that with interest. Uh, and thank you, uh, Diane, Diane uh, Messina, uh, Deputy uh, Chief Economist at AMP Australia.